the courage and the stamina to apply it. <laughs> Lord, it is not enough for us to hear the word, but we must do. It's not enough for us to even amen the word we must apply. It's not enough, God, for us to just gather around the word. We must allow the word to gather within our hearts. Your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name and for your glory. Amen. Clap those hands. Anybody grateful for Jesus today? Amen and amen and amen. Saints are coming in. Get those notebooks out. So grateful to have you guys here. Pastor Craig, I see you over there. God bless you, man. Uh, good to see you praying for him as he is preparing his heart to launch. Listen, I don't wish starting a church on nobody. No, for real, for real. We, we think starting a church is fun until you do it. <laughs> You'll figure it out. <laughs> You'll learn on today. Like, I think I want to walk in ministry. Oh, okay. Ready yourself. Get those Bibles. Get those notebooks. Hold those Bibles up, please. Please repeat after me. The only way that I can keep my way pure is to guard it according to this word. This word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. Today, I will receive the word implanted, which is able to save my soul. All right. Now, um, we've been working down. We are dealing with the anatomy of reconciliation. And in dealing with this anatomy of reconciliation, I know that we have, I've been looking at you, I've been listening to your questions, and uh, we still got some more work to do. But we've already dealt with three previous facets of reconciliation. We've dealt with the who of reconciliation, the what, and the when. By a show of hands, how many of you have been challenged? All right, me too. Challenged, how many of you have been encouraged? Me too. Now, there's a couple of things as I go back through this. Number one, this is recap. Number one, the Lord came to reconcile everybody. Hmm, as Corey Henry would say, how many bodies? Everybody. The Lord came to reconcile everybody. Not the people you like. Not the people in your denomination. Not just the people in your family. He came to reconcile everybody. Regardless of your history. Regardless of your mistakes. Regardless of what it took place to come to the place of reconciliation. He came to reconcile you. Number two, the work of reconciliation initiates, initiates 
a moment of restoration. Write that down. The work of reconciliation initiates a moment of restoration. As a matter of fact, as I taught last week and on Wednesday, reconciliation is actually a recalibration. What are you recalibrating? Orderly, right, and original relationships. Orderly, right, and original relationships. It gets uncomfortable because when God says he's reconciling you, he says that he's taking you back to his image, back to his likeness, and back to the place of dominion. We love dominion, but we don't like image and likeness. We're running around having dominion conferences and talking about I'm going to dominate and wearing dominion t-shirts, but you don't, you don't like the image and likeness part. In other words, we're going back to God's original intent. And then number three, reconciliation has already, help us, taken place at the cross. It's our job to receive it and walk in it. It's not, not like I need the Lord to do something new. I just need to walk in what he's already done. There is no future tense in God. Let that settle for a second. If God is alpha and omega, everything is past tense to him. There's future tense to us, but there's no future tense in God. He sits outside of time. Time is only a construct that makes sense in our brain. God is already at the end of my story looking backwards. So with those realities behind us now today, I want to deal with the where of reconciliation. The where. Not where did he do it, but where does it take place in you? Listen, not where did you do it? Like, was it Golgotha? Was it the hill? No, 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 no. Where does reconciliation take place in us? Here's the thing. Anybody ever heard the saying, let's get to the heart of the matter? What they're really saying is let's get to the bottom of it. Like, forget all of the, the fluff and everything. Let's, let's get right down to the crux. Let's not even, yeah, the root. Let's not even talk about like what happened today let's get to the heart of the matter because sometimes sometimes what happened today is not really the heart you with me sometimes the way you act in today is the result of something that you can't watch it sometimes we can't even put our finger on it many of our behaviors are the results of things that we have not yet processed so this brings me to a vital reality. Write this down, it sounds simple, but I need y'all to understand it because it's important because we're going to do some, some, some work today. Reconciliation first takes place in the heart of man. Write it just like that. Reconciliation first takes place in the heart of man. So just say this with me, re-engage my heart. Come on, it's gonna get uncomfortable. Re-engage my heart. Third time, re-engage my heart. See, when your heart gets disengaged, you can go through the motions and mean nothing. Hmm? 
Have you ever heard anybody in a sports team say they took their heart? Y'all ain't never heard that? You know, like when a team is getting whooped out there on the, on the football field and they done took the heart from them. The players are still lining up for plays, but they're not playing with the same tenacity. They're not playing with the same vigor. They're not playing with the same drive because their heart has been taken. Many of us, we know what we're supposed to do. We keep hearing the word and we understand the word to be true, but our heart is no longer engaged. Reconciliation does not take place or start, excuse me, with the soul. That's your mind, your will, your emotions. In other words, reconciliation, Elder Deborah, is not something we can just make sense of. Oh, yeah, it makes sense that while I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. Oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense that when I was an enemy, he still loved me. Sure, it makes perfect sense to me that when I was helpless, you were there for me. Oh, it makes sense that I can mess up this morning and you still love me in any way. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Reconciliation is beyond our human comprehension. But here's another one. Reconciliation is not emotional. It's not emotional. Reconciliation has nothing to do with how you feel about other people or even yourself being reconciled. The beauty behind that is, thank you, because emotions are terrible leaders. Reconciliation is a truth that must be implanted. So to wrap our heads around this, I want you guys to understand, and we're going to do a little journey today about what actually happened at the cross. But in order to understand what happened at the cross, we need to understand what happened at the fall. Watch it. Sometimes, sometimes we say, like here in a minute, we're going to get to Resurrection Sunday and everybody's going to get all hype over he got up. That's good news. I mean, that's good news. I, I get, I, I really get hype over Pentecost Sunday. I'm grateful for Resurrection Sunday, but Pentecost, Lord, you sent a comforter. Oh, y'all, y'all hold on. I got to get to Pentecost. I, I need the comforter. Don't stop what he got up. I need you to resurrect and sit and send. <laughs> I need you to sit and send. I need to sit and send. I'm grateful you getting up, but Lord, sit and send. All right? But here, watch this, Kia. The resurrection, even the coming of the Holy Spirit, doesn't really hit the same if you don't understand what happened at the fall. So let's look at Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2. Y'all hot? The heat's working. I see y'all fanning. Y'all hot? Just me? Okay, we good. I'm allowed to be hot. I just didn't want y'all to be hot. It's fine. I'm up here working. I seen some of y'all like, I don't, I don't need no excuses for y'all not to pay attention. Genesis 2. Y'all there? Let's start at verse 15. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to cultivate it and keep it. It's another whole sermon right there. I gave you something and every time I give you something, I give you a job for the thing I give you. Never mind. 16. And I give you a job before I give you a mate. Verse 16, the Lord God mm -mm, commanded the man, huh? 
The Lord God commanded the man saying, from, from any tree. Okay, wait. The Lord God commanded the man. Mm. From any tree of the garden, you may eat freely. But from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you, help me God, don't do that, shall not eat. For in the day you, Jesus Christ, slow down, eat from it, you will surely die. Now, verse 18 is not on the screen, but, but in your own study, verse 18, it's not good that the man be alone, which means Eve ain't even here yet. Just, just FYI, just in case y'all think God was talking to mankind. She ain't even been made. We can't even, we can't even miss, exegete that because Eve ain't made, you ain't. Eve She ain't here. So for anybody to say, well, that's mankind. No. No, that was that that the, the that, that that that's that's what they would call in English. I believe that's called a definite article. Is that right? That's a definite the the okay, all right. And so he's having this conversation with the, not a not a man, the man definite article. Y'all Okay. Now, verse 17. Ooh, don't do it. From the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat from it, what you will find is that Eve could have eaten the whole tree. She could have chewed on the bark and everything. Just everything. I mean, she just could have been just gnawing on the vines. Wouldn't have bothered nothing. Matter of fact, what you will find, help us today, is while she was eating, nothing happened. The Bible says, I'm just going to go slow as I can. The Bible says, when he ate, then their eyes were opened. Which meant, even in sin, principles work. Because when he partook, watch this, his action opened her eyes. Never mind. While she was eating, her eyes never opened. But when he ate, her, Lord help. Because brothers, what we do either opens their eyes or keeps them closed. But the interesting thing, that's all right. I'm just going to keep talking. Everybody's sitting up here looking all at me all funny. It's all right. Y'all know me. I ain't never been scared. It says, in the day you eat from it, which is really what I need to deal with, you'll surely die. They ate. 
They didn't seem to die. Oh, watch. To me, as a matter of fact, Adam lives probably another 800 years. That don't seem like death to me. It's because we misinterpret what death is here. Death didn't mean that when you eat of it, that you will physically immediately perish. This is how many of us mess up with God. Because God will tell us that there's going to be a consequence. Mm, and when you don't see it in the time frame that you think it should have come, you say, see, I'm good. But what happens in this text is not a physical death. But instead, it was a death of fellowship. It was, watch this, the disconnection of man from intimacy with God. In other words, he says, all right, the way I designed this thing mm -hmm, is for us to be able to talk together. For you to just be able to call out and I'm there. For us to walk together in the midst of creation. As a matter of fact, woo-wee. Shan, we don't even see that Adam couldn't look at God in this text. Oh, you know how by the time God is talking to Moses, he said, you can't look at me and live. You don't see that type of like, uh, you don't see that type of language in Genesis. Because God's original intention was to have an intimacy with man where we could just sit down and talk and you wouldn't have to, you know, please God, please. please. No, that's not God's intention. I just want to talk to you. Huh? I just want to, we can just sit down and have a conversation. There's, there's no issues. There's no drama. There's, there's, there's none of that. But what happens is when you don't do right, it disconnected, not his soul. It disconnected his heart. How do you know? Watch this. Because even when Adam left the garden, when he got kicked out, he didn't forget who God was, which means that there couldn't have been a disengagement for soul because your soul is your mind. <sighs> but there was a disconnection of intimacy. The place where we fellowship, which is spirit to spirit, is no longer unified. Are y'all walking with me so far? Paul, let's go further. Everybody all right? Paul in his letter to Timothy shows us that sin is the trigger of this type of dying. Now I need y'all to understand. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 6. Come on, turn. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 6. Look, 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 look. It says, but she... It's just dealing with a woman in this text, but, but I need y'all to understand. But she who gives herself to wanton or erroneous or all over the place pleasure, that's sin, y'all. Look, look at this last clause. Is dead even while she lives. Oh, this is another one of those verses where it hit. I was like, ooh, that's good. Dead while you live. There's some people in this room, this you. You think you're alive, you're not. There's a disconnect between you and fellowship with God. You're not in the place you need to be. 
I would ask you to raise your hand, but you might feel incriminated. You're not in the place you need to be. You're not at the level of intimacy that you need to be at. If you feel like you are begging, yep. If you feel like you are begging God to move, if you feel like you're begging to hear God, intimacy is off. <coughs> Hello? You know, if your prayer time is like, please God, please, please God, please, please God, please, please God, please, that, that's not, that's not where we're supposed to be. If daily, every time you go before God, you wondering if he hears you, there's an intimacy issue. That, that spirit to spirit connection is not where, I know, I know, is not where it needs to be. So you back that up and you say to yourself, where am I at in terms of my living? Hmm? Am I sitting up here just living how I want to live and expecting God to understand? Because I like to use language like I got a generational curse. After all, generational curses don't work for the born again. At some point, we need to either believe that the cross had power or it didn't. It amazes me how we pick and choose when the cross is powerful. Y'all, huh? We pick and choose. When we need God to heal it, now the cross got all power. But when we need God to heal us, now the cross is a maybe. When we need, when we need God to, to heal our mother or our brother or our, our best friend, now the, now the cross got all the juice that we need. But, but, but when it comes down to you forgiving, now the cross is, ain't got as much juice. The efficacy of the cross has nothing to do with your emotional stability or instability. Matter of fact, the efficacy of the cross ain't got nothing to do with us. Because if it did, the cross would not have much power at all. I am so grateful that the power of Jesus has nothing to do with me. Oh, he didn't say all power is given unto me as long as you act right. I got all power regardless of how you act. See, we have to separate what God is able to do from what God is doing. Sometimes, sometimes we have to understand that we have some disconnect because we don't act right. Hmm? No good parent continues to give out gifts for the child that don't act right. <laughs> However, Jesus is the difference maker. Here it is at the fall. Y'all okay? At the fall, there's a disconnect. There's the, the fellowship is off. And then Jesus comes, he dies, he gets up, he ascends, he sends the comforter. And we see this verse in Romans 6, verse 23. Look at this verse here. For the wages of sin, come on y'all, is what? But the free gift of God is what eternal life in who Christ Jesus our Lord the wage of sin no wait 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 so so sin demands payment sin demands payment and the payment that sin demands is death Jesus says, I got you. I'm going to pay the demand. Hmm? 
I'm going to pay the demand so you don't have to die. Come on, don't, don't, don't miss it. Don't miss it. I'm going to, listen, not so that we don't have to physically die. See, we think that when we read this text, it's like, whoo, I'm not going to physically die. No, everybody. I mean, we only got a couple, right, we only got a couple options here. Either I'm going to sleep or he going to come in the twinkling of an eye. I mean, it just depends on my timetable. We got a couple options. We got jumping off here. That's not the point. That's not this text. This text says there's a gift that's going to cancel out what happened to Adam. But in order to receive that, the re-engagement of heart, Lord have mercy, you have to be in Christ. Are y'all walking with me? As a matter of fact, mm -mm. you all right over there? Can you roll with me? Romans 8. Romans 8. Let's, let's, I, I read this the other day. Y'all all right? Okay, I, I, need, I need to make sure. Romans 8. Let's start at verse 1. When you're there, say, I'm there. Beautiful. Therefore, there is now how much condemnation? How much condemnation is it? None. How much condemnation is it? There's no condemnation from others, and there must be no condemnation from yourself. Okay, okay. Hmm? Forgive yourself. One more time. Forgive yourself. You still ain't caught it. Third time, forgive yourself. But it was, it was terrible. How much condemnation is there? For those who are where? In Christ. If any man be in Christ, 2 Corinthians, he's what type of creature? If any man be in Christ, what type of creature is he? He's new. Not, 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 listen. That word new right there is not quantitative, it's qualitative. I have a completely new quality about me. And watch this. I'm not better, I'm new. And I watch this. I am a completely different quality of species. New creature, new creation, new genesis. Y'all gonna catch this. In Genesis, where I started, right? Adam messes up. Walk. Adam messes up. Disconnection of heart, right? We understand the wage of, of sin is what? Gift of God is eternal life through who? Christ. If any man be in who? He is new Genesis. Still in God. If any man be in Christ, he is what? New Genesis. I'm about to give you a do-over. I'm about to give you a garden in the earth that you can tend and keep. And you do not have to act the fool no more. I'm about to let you reset the game with a full understanding of where you failed before and don't fall again, y'all. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Go to verse 2 for me. Go to verse 2. Look, look at this. For the law of the spirit of life 
Wait, 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 wait. I come that you might have. For the wage of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal. Huh? For the law of the spirit of life. The spirit of life is Jesus. Corinthians says he became a life giving spirit. Come on, walk with me. For the law. Notice that. Um, notice in verse two, that word law right there lowercase l. The reason that the writers are using that lowercase is to show us that they're not talking about the law of Moses. It's an indicator in the text to show us that we're not dealing with the law of Moses. This is a law that is still in operation right now that has nothing to do with dispensation. This law of the spirit of life is within my covenant rights that when I come into Christ Jesus I am now governed by the rules of the spirit of life. Who's the spirit of life? Jesus. So that means the rules of Jesus set me free from the rules of sin. And oh, the wage of sin is, but the rule of Jesus set me free from the rule of sin, which means I don't have to be disconnected. I can be connected through Christ. That means that I can do all things through the law of the spirit of life who does what not that I'm strong he's strong for when I am weak then I yay for the law of the spirit of life in who so that's why I got to be in him if I'm not in him I don't I don't get to operate in that new set of rules <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know, anybody, anybody ever go to the bowling alley and you see somebody bowling with the bumpers? Huh? Y'all ain't never seen the bumpers? Old school, depending on how old you are, you know, you, you date yourself. Um, when I first started going and I saw the bumpers, it would take a while for them to get the bumpers out because the guy would have to come from the back and they had to pull out this whole apparatus. And they had to put the bumpers in. Now it's automatic. The whole insides open up. It's like, and I was like, oh, this is fancy. But here's the thing. With the bumpers, the rules of the game don't change. But what happens is you can roll the ball and the pitfalls are removed. So you can get somebody that has a lower level of skill who's able to score higher because the bumpers are in. It's like when you put training wheels on a bike. <laughs> Riding with training wheels don't mean you can ride. The training wheels are training you. Y'all with me? This is what, this is what a regiment of being under the word does it trains you with love it puts the bumpers out so that you don't fall and then when it is time for you to operate at a new level the training wheels are removed but then you gotta are you walking with me but I gotta be in the law of the spirit of life so I can get free from the law of sin and death now look why is that important look at verse 3 look at this for what the law stop wait y'all see that L okay 
Now we're talking about the law of Moses. Go back to verse 2. <laughs> so the law of the spirit of life is in operation right now. Y'all with me? The law of sin and death is also in operation right now. So for all those people who say, we ain't under the law, we under grace, you might still be under this. And let me give you one more step. Let me give you one more step. The Bible says that Jesus, I mean, that, that the law was a schoolmaster to bring you to Christ. If you're not under Christ, you're still under the schoolmaster, which means some of us are still under even the covenant of the law because you have not yet entered into the covenant keeper of grace. Verse 3, for what the law, so what Moses couldn't do, weak as it was, through the flesh, God, God, not will do, God, sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and as an offering for sin, he condemned sin in his flesh. Look at verse 4, please, I'm sorry. So that the requirement of the what, what, y'all see that capital? So the requirement of the law might be fulfilled in who? Who do not, oh, oh. the requirement of the law can be fulfilled in who? Who do not walk according to the, but according to the, oh, which means that the law don't get fulfilled in you if you still want to walk in your flesh. You still want to walk in your flesh? You don't want to be led by the spirit? Then you're not a son or daughter of God. I'm sorry, the Bible says it. I didn't say it. The Bible says it. So you talking about I'm in grace. Maybe not. I'm in grace. Maybe not. Somebody say re-engage my heart. So this brings me back to our key text in Colossians. Go to Colossians chapter 1, verse 21. Y'all Okay. Colossians chapter 1, verse 21. Why are you taking me through all of this? Because I need you guys to understand. Reconciliation is not a mental construct. It's not cognitive. You receive it. You can't think your way into this. Because when you start trying to think your way into this, you're going to think of the last time you messed up. Come on now. How many of y'all, when y'all heard, heard a couple of weeks ago, he ain't mad at you, you was like, but no, nah, it's it bad, bad. Come on. How many of y'all start look, thinking about your sin? He's like, see, that's the problem. You're trying to be cognitive about my power. My power is not cognitive. My, my power is true. You want to make sense of this. You think walking on water makes sense? You think for a man to lay his own life down for people who don't even like him makes sense? You think Jesus spitting on the ground and making mud out of the dirt makes sense? You think Jesus waiting for Lazarus to be dead for a few days makes sense? Well, if none of that makes sense, then of course it's not going to make sense that he will save wretches like us. Of course it's not going to make sense that it seems like you losing, but you gaining. Of course it's not going to make sense when you sit up there and you walk away from a job with peace. Of course it's not going to make sense when you sit up there and you reconcile with people who haven't even reconciled with you. Of course it's not going to make sense when you forgive people who still haven't forgiven you. Of course it's not going to make sense when you're kind genuinely and you're not fake and phony. For real, for real. It's not going to make sense. But God has not created us to have this thing that makes sense to the world. I'm a kingdom citizen my rule is in heaven I'm supposed to match him not match you right. 
supposed to match him. I'm sorry. I don't care whether or not it makes sense to you. Amen. Look at Colossians 1. Although you were formerly alienated, this is us, hostile. Where were you hostile at? That's your soul. My soul was hostile. Engaged in evil deeds. Look at 22. Yet he, capital H, has now reconciled you. This is the Lord saying, listen, I'm going to re-engage you despite you. He's the stranger that paid your bill. How is it that you can be in the line at Starbucks and they say the person in front of you paid your bill? You ain't got to know them. Nothing. You're just grateful that somebody cared enough about you to buy your little coffee. They bought your little coffee. I mean, you're all excited in your car. You bought my little coffee. I mean, just excited over your little frappuccino. I mean, hype over your, your caramel macchiato. Hype. Huh? I mean, excited. Like, woo! Jesus is like, when you didn't know me, I paid your bill. And you won't even say thank you. Oh, you're on your way to work. And you were scrounging up the change out of your change drawer, your ashtray, to get your little red eye because you were asleep. Hmm? And you was asking for extra shots. Somebody paid, and you was all in your car like, thank you! Thank you! I mean, just going in. Jesus like, I paid for your whole life. I paid for your whole life, even while you didn't know me. And then, when he pays for your whole life, we come to a moment of praise and worship and, and, and the worship leader says, come on, lift your hands. And you say, mm, I don't know about all that. You shouted over coffee. You hollered over caffeine and won't lift your hands over salvation. So the salvific work of God means less to you than two extra pumps of vanilla and some cold foam. Huh? So the cold phone means more to you than the salvific work of Jesus. Huh? So you mean to tell me that the stranger who was in the restaurant that paid for your dessert that you didn't need no way deserves more thanks than the Savior on a cross who made sure you would have access to life more abundantly? And you mean to tell me that when it's time to lift up our hands, you're like, nah, that's not really my personality. Personality? Are we serious? We're about to allow our soul to get in the way of the worship of our heart. Personality is not in your heart. Personality is in your soul. So now we let our soul control our worship. Oh, that felt great. Let me come back. Your personality. Y'all excuse me. I'm, I'm trying to get better. I've been, 
Try not to holler at y'all. I'm just excited. My personality? You know, I'm, my personality is just, you know, I'm just, I haven't quite, that's your soul. I don't do all that. That's your soul. So now your soul is your worshiper. Meanwhile, the heart, the place of communion with God, is like leap. 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 Lift your hands. Come on, lift your hands. No, for real. We want to lift our hands. And the soul is getting in the way. Because the body is like, I'll do whatever you tell me. See, y'all missing it. We're spirit, soul, and body. Huh? Chris, so the body is like, I'll do whatever I'm told. I'll do whatever I'm told. And the body's like, I'm confused. I'm getting mixed signals. The soul is like, it don't want to because it's not its personality. And the heart's like, bruh, lift your hands. Lift your hands. And the soul is like, bruh, you don't want nobody to think you soft. And so you end up like this. Or like that, that one dude trying to be cool at the club. The Lord is like, now wait a minute. Time out. Please don't make me put you in a circumstance where you ain't got no, no, you just can't help it. Please don't let me get you in a can't help it. I really don't want to get you. I'm trying to make it where you go ahead and praise me freely. But please don't make me get you in a can't help it. Because if I get you in a can't help it, somebody going to think something wrong with you. Because you're going to be on the side of the road in the middle of the night, holding on to the edge of your car that almost went off the edge. And they're going to come over, and when the medic is there, all they're going to find is you sit up there like, ah! I mean, you're just going to go in. And they're going to be like, are you okay, sir? I'm sorry. I got, I got a case of the can't help it. Just sitting up there. <laughs> You're going to be barefoot in the dead of snow. <laughs> barefoot in the dead of snow saying it couldn't went another way. <laughs> now, <laughs> right, shoulda. I heard somebody say shoulda went another way. Now, let me give y'all one more piece. Y'all all right? Say re-engage my heart. One more time, re-engage my heart. So this brings me to this point. Almost done. When you mess up, the heart is the issue. The heart's the issue. I'm about to give y'all some revelation out of a story that we know. And I want to show you something really, really profound. Remember last week where I said, when the scripture's talking about wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord, that's outside of this covenant? <laughs> Lord's like, you ain't got to wait on me, I've already come. What did Jesus say when he showed up? The kingdom is at hand. But let me show you something else. David slept with Bathsheba, right? Bathsheba was not David's wife, right? David had Bathsheba's husband killed, right? She got pregnant, lost the baby, right? He turned around, married her. 
put her with all his other wives. Right? The prophet came and checked him, Kia. Right? Prophet. See, that's why some of us can't get free. You think, you think the wrong you've done is keeping you from God. It's the right you won't receive. Oh, that thing blessed me. <laughs> you think it's the wrong. He like, are you really, do you really think that you're away from me because of sin? Is that like, no, no, no. It's because you won't receive the blood. It's not the sin keeping you back. It's what you won't receive that's keeping you back. I can handle the sin. I just need you to take the blood. You don't want to be cleansed. And you keep telling yourself that it's because of your mistake. The mistake is not, is what, is not what's crushing you. It's your inability to receive the restoration. Okay. So in Psalms 51, here's David's response to the prophet. Psalm 51, it says in verse 6, Behold, y'all right, you desire what? In where? The, uh-oh. <laughs> you desire truth in the innermost your inner man your innermost that's your spirit it's the spirit of man David <laughs> David is sitting up here dead wrong but he had revelation because some of us try to cognitively change before our heart has been reengaged David said, I'm, just gonna, I'm not going to get up here and just start a new regiment when my heart ain't in it. You, mm, hmm? you desire truth in the innermost being. We have said, many of us, I need you to show me. I need you to show me. I'm not going to believe it until I see it. Let me go ahead and help some of us. Even seeing it may not be true. Okay, y'all don't want to talk today. Some of you leapt when you could see it. But even the devil can make you see something that is not reality. The devil is a shapeshifter. He can go to and fro as a roaring lion. So many of you are waiting to see something. You better, you better ask, your spirit better ask that spirit, what are you? Just like, mm -mm. Just like when Jesus go, went over and saw the boy with the legion in him, he said, what's your name? I see a boy, but I need to know what that spirit is. And that wasn't for Jesus, that was for everybody else. He said, legion, for we are many cool see because I need you to understand that I'm not about to do this based upon what I see I'm about to do this based upon the spirit you carry 
Mm. Some of us, just because we see what looks like improvement, you re-engaged in a relationship before deliverance had taken place. Now you're mad. Because you say, how many times do I need to go back through this? You would have only had to go through it once if you would have got full victory the first time. David said, I ain't going to try to fake the funk here. You desire truth in the innermost being. And in the hidden part, you'll make me know wisdom. Verse 7, this is David. Purify me. Purify me with hyssop. I shall be clean. These are astringents, y'all. Wash me. I shall be whiter than snow. Wait, 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 wait. Purify me, wash me. Now look, look, I want you to look at these, look at how he says it. Not I might be clean. I shall be. I shall be clean. I shall be whiter. Which means even David at this point knows I'm dead wrong. But I know what you can do. Make me, verse 8, to hear joy and gladness. Let the bones which you've broken rejoice. Wait, 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 wait. You desire truth in the innermost, right? Then David tells his body, rejoice while you're broken. Because I said so. Y'all missed it. Not because you feel like it. Because, watch this, I'm asking you to work in my innermost. So bypass my soul. And I want the innermost to talk to the body and tell the body, rejoice. I will bless the Lord. At his praise shall continue. Be in my. Okay. <laughs> Hide your face, verse 9, from my sins. Blot out all my iniquities. 10. Create. Oh, I'm going somewhere in a second. Create. If any man be in Christ, he's a new Genesis. New species. New creation. Create in me. A clean, not soul. <laughs> I get this heart right, the soul will get together. What do we say every Sunday? Receive the word implanted, which is able to save your... That comes from the book of James. Because watch this. Your born-again spirit works on your soul. Your spirit deals with your soul. You get your spirit right, your soul will come together. Huh? How many of you have ever said, get your mind right? Come on, I've said it. How many of you have ever said, come on, you got to get your mind right. got to get your mind right. Listen, let me give y'all revelation. Sometimes... The reason your mind can't get right is because you're trying to get it right externally. Your spirit gets your mind together. And if you're not doing nothing with your born-again spirit, your mind will always be wrong. 
you tormented in your mind, you got an issue with your born again spirit. Hmm? You troubled in your mind? You need to handle your born again spirit. You can't work on the mind external in. That's not the way God made us. In Thessalonians 5, it says that he's able to preserve you complete spirit, soul, body. Spirit first, soul, then body. So go ahead. Go to the gym seven days a week. Download Calm and Headspace and, and, and go get you a counselor and meditate 30 minutes a day. But until your born again spirit is right, what you just did is you put yourself under the law. Oh, y'all did you. What the law did is the law said, every time you messed up, go do an act. Kill a bull, kill a goat, kill a turtle dove, make sure you put some blood on it. What we do when we're not spirit, soul, body, but we're body, soul, spirit, we reverse the order of operations and we say, I need a good workout. No, you need prayer. Nothing wrong with going to the gym, but the gym is not prayer. I need to go for a run to clear my mind. Listen, how, how many, I've said it. I need to go for a run to clear my mind. Think about that. I need to control my psyche from my body first. What do we call that? Retail. So I need to go do an act in order to bring peace to my mind. That is, that's no different than the law. But David, hey, David says, creating me a clean heart. Who? Who? And renew, renovate a steadfast spirit oh, within me. Are y'all here? Now, let me, mess, let me mess this up just a little bit. Everybody all right? Deep breath. All right, listen to this. David prayed this without the Holy Ghost. Huh? David prayed this. Y'all leave me be. It's constraining me. David, David prayed this without the Holy Ghost, gang. And here's the thing. By him praying it without the Holy Ghost, he is asking God to do a work. Pay attention. Create in me. Not only was he praying it without the Holy Ghost, Pastor Craig, he's praying it before Jesus. Which means to David, there was no premise of being born again. This is outside of the new creation covenant. So David is telling God, God, do it. God, do it. Lord, do it. Do it for me, God. Do it for me. So David, y'all buckle. David, somebody's alarm going off. I ain't done. David had to ask God to rebuild his inner man. Yeah. 
because in the Old Testament they knew what the inner man was but God had to rebuild it created in me but due to the finished work of Jesus because watch this David is asking this he has there is no premise of the infilling of the Holy Ghost which means God is external to David so of course I need to ask you to build my inner man but we are supposed to be filled which means that due to the finished work of Jesus I don't have to ask God to build my inner man I can build it myself I don't, I don't have to say, build me God, build me God. God is like, build yourself. Watch it. If you're in Jesus, I keep you from falling. David didn't have now unto him who's able to keep. He hadn't got here yet. So when David fell, he had to tell the one who he knew to come fix it. We, on the other hand, have Jesus the one who's able to keep us from falling and present us faultless. So because I have Jesus, guess what? I don't have to fall. David didn't have Jesus. Falling was in the pattern of the law. Every year they said, I'm sorry for all of our falling. It was called the day of atonement. They didn't have Jesus. This is why in Romans 8, the law, as weak as it was, we got Jesus, the one who is able to keep us from falling. So if David can get a clean heart without Jesus, without the Holy Ghost, what's wrong with us? I'll give y'all one more piece. i tell you what's wrong with us. We have to build our own inner man. Many of us are saying, God, build, my, build me. Build me, God. God's like, you do it. You said you filled. You do it. You said you filled. Build. Come on. Build. You grown. Why are you asking me to keep putting a spoon to your mouth? Huh? You 50 years old and you still like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. he's like no 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 pick up the spoon feed yourself ain't nothing wrong with you put that fork down in there I've taught you how to cut chew come on but most of us hey I got one more verse I'm trying to get there most of us have been watch this under a level of pedagogy that didn't teach us how to cut and chew you've been under this I feed you I feed you and we like that. We love it. Because watch this. We like being lazy Christians. No, 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 no. Chew your food. And don't leave the table until you ate your vegetables. What, so you mean to tell me that I don't need God to build my inner man? Well, I'm not telling you nothing. Look what Jude says. Look at the, put it on there. 
but you. But you, beloved. Building, what's the next word? Huh? Building, huh? Up on your most holy faith. You build, build yourself. Some of y'all know y'all work in one of them, them, them environments. You better, every morning, let me get my build on. Because I'm, I'm about to encounter some people. So I better build. Huh? Because I have access to the one who's able to keep me from falling. It's my fault if I don't access him. It's my fault if we don't access Jesus. I got access to Jesus. Why aren't you accessing him? Huh? Huh? If you got access to over, overdraft protection in your savings account, and then you go to the bank and say, look, if I write a check that's more than what I have in my checking account, don't use my savings, let it bounce. That's silly. Why wouldn't you use what you have access to? We have access to Jesus who's able to keep us. Which means this, you fall because you want to. <laughs> I couldn't help it, lies. I just couldn't, I couldn't help it. You know, I was, mm -mm. you made a choice. You made a choice. Because let me tell y'all something about sin. Paul, Paul taught it in Romans 7. Read it when you get a chance. Sin is a controller. As soon as you allow sin to take up resident, because sin don't take up resident in your soul. It takes up resident in your heart. As soon as sin takes up resident in your heart, it starts running the shots. Build yourself up in your most holy faith. <laughs> I mean... How often should I be doing that? Give us this day our morning by morning. <laughs> right. Some of y'all like, oh, we about to have a meeting? What kind of meeting is it? Who gonna be there? Oh, I need to go to the car right quick. Because <laughs> the, the, type, the type of violent tongues that I need to unleash might get me fired in this cubicle. <laughs> I need to go pray in violent tongues. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is this is about to be violent prayer <laughs> violent they gonna think something wrong with me I'm gonna teach more on this Wednesday but I need to say this to, as I conclude how many of y'all got iPhones iPhones wonderful hands down you know you get updates You know, they say, your, your iPhone, update, 15.4.1. You get updates. 15.4, 15.4 just came out. But then go on like a week, two weeks later, we got 15.4.1. Point ones, those are bug fixes. I'm a geek, y'all hold on. In other words, when 15.4 came out, there was some stuff in there that wasn't acting quite right, so they had to put out a bug fix release, 15.4.1, and get that together. Watch this. So I was talking to Bishop McNeil. Hey, Bishop McNeil. I was talking to Bishop McNeil. 
my brother bishop, he was asking me what I was preaching, and I was telling him. And you know, the Bible says only iron sharpens iron. So we were adequately bothering each other, as we do. And he said, you know what? Bishop, I said, what's that? He said, that means you got to keep, listen, your spirit updated. And I said, oh. I said, Mac, that's good. He said, you got to keep your spirit updated. And I'm going I'm to teach y'all how to keep your spirit updated on Wednesday. But I need y'all to understand this. You can't allow your spirit to go without updates. Because here's what happens. If you just let your, your iPhone, your Windows PC, whatever it is, if you never update it, I don't know if y'all, I got some tech people in here. When it, right, when you don't update it, it becomes open to what they call vulnerabilities. Because hackers are always trying to exploit. So when new software comes out, teach. When new software comes out, the hacker starts looking for holes. Oh, come on. I got, I got Bible. I got Bible. You know, when the word of God goes forth, some people put it on this type of ground, this type of ground. So like today, God, hey, come on, McNeil. God is giving us new software, Teresa. So new software is being installed into our born again spirit. But some of you got a phone call. Some of you had a text. And so even though the new software has come, the hacker called the devil is going to try to exploit any vulnerabilities. They missed that one part, so they're not real clear here. They wasn't listening on that other part, so I can get them like this. They didn't hear the fullness here, and their pride is not going to allow them to ask a question. That part was bigger than they thought they could, could handle. They don't have enough faith for that software. They'll never read the manual, so I know I can get this one off because they won't adjust these settings. So when God starts giving us a word, we're installing new software. But literally, as the word is coming forward, hackers are trying to exploit. How can I get in? How can it's not listen, it's not always that 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 that, that, that we don't want it. That's not it. Because the differentiator between this and like you know a Windows update is the Lord's software is always perfect. But we don't always get the perfect download. And so we're sitting there and we're trying to operate and we ain't got all the data. We don't have all the pieces. We don't have all of that. And now all of a sudden you're like, I heard what you said, but it didn't work. Well, you got exploited. You know why? Because you didn't keep your spirit updated. You got to keep your spirit updated. And let me tell you something, the way this world works, you can't like update your spirit once a month. New exploits drop all the time. Y'all, some of y'all need to update multiple times a day. I told y'all I'm a geek, so y'all give me just, just I got, let me say it like this. Some, some, uh, some operating systems on the computer side have what they call rolling releases rolling release it's different so like 
a rolling release, updates are happening all the time. Sometimes you can get two in a day. Just, there's, there's no such thing as no updates, no updates, and then ta-da, big update. That's not the way a rolling release works. Your spirit is a rolling update operating system. You got to always be saying, build, build, build. Because watch this, you might see something on CNN. I need an update for that. I need an update because if I, I, I didn't have software for that yesterday. Lord, build me. But if you don't have no regimen, do it, God. He says, no. Build yourself. And I know some of you right here are like, you know, Bishop, I'm still struggling. I'm still struggling with that verse. I know it's in there. See, you're being cognitive. This, and listen, unlike some of my denominational friends, I'm not talking, this is not a matter of if you saved. I'm just trying to teach you how to update your spirit. Because <laughs> I don't want you to fall. I don't want you to fall. Now, if you, if you want to fall, then scrape your knee, bust your teeth out, break a few bones. Because here's the thing, when you're going at a high rate of speed, the fall hurts. <laughs> this is why the devil waits to attack some people until they get high enough to hurt others. He didn't attack you when you had nothing. He waited until you did. Because he's like, if I get you now, nobody's going to care. But I wait until somebody cares. Uh. So I won't attack you before the business starts. I won't even attack you when the business is in your, in your living room. I'll attack you when you got employees who depend on you for paychecks. I won't attack you, Pastor Craig, when nobody's coming to church. I'll wait till you're full. Because when nobody's coming, if you shut down, it'll be, Pastor Craig didn't make it. But when you're full, now they have to wonder whether or not everything you said was ever true. I won't attack you when you're dating. Because tons of people break up when they date. And because dating is in the ethic of the world, I actually don't have any Bible for it. Oh, Lord. I'll wait until there's a covenant in place. Because there's no covenant of dating. There's only a covenant of marriage. And because, watch this, we don't teach courtship. Trying our merchandise. You get married and still think that y'all boyfriend and girlfriend. And the devil was like, huh, now I'll attack you because you, now you have something to lose because now the Bible says it's better not to vow than to vow and not pay. For some that we prayed for, we prayed for you to have children, you got them. You thinking the prayer for children was the attack? No, 
The war happens when the kid get here. You think the prayer for the job was the attack? The war happens when you start. <laughs> you was like, I need a raise. Okay, here's what a raise is going to cost you. Somebody say, re-engage my heart. I'm going to teach y'all how to update your spirit. Keep it updated on Wednesday. Y'all right? Y'all learn something? How many of y'all just feel just wore out? Good. Wonderful. It's a good workout. Good workout. Good class. <laughs> I'm looking, Veronica, deep breathing. I love the Lord's people. Hmm? Kia over there rocking like an old woman. <laughs> you know it get good when you just got to rock back and forth. It's like, look like any minute, Kia gonna, gonna break out in the meter hymn. <laughs> Father, I thank you. I honor you for the word. Lord, I'm grateful for your challenge. Lord, if there's anybody in the place that has now recognized, Lord, I, I'm not even saved, give them the strength to make that decision. Lord, if there are those in this place that recognize that they have really not made a decision for you, a decision to be led by the Spirit, give them the strength for that. And Lord, for those of us who are here who have decided to live for you, but God feel like the weight is too much, show us how to update our spirit to handle more weight. Whoo! Thank you, God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Clap your hands. Y'all learned something today? Me too. Me too. I love his word. I love his word. We're going to uh, prepare to, to give today a couple of things. 4 p.m. today at 4 p.m. What time? 4 p.m. I'll be with Pastor Charles Bass, one of our NUMA pastors. Kingdom of Christ Ministries is their church anniversary. It's there at the Kingdom of Christ. It is 7733 North Main Street, Clayton, Ohio. 45415. And then our next communion service as a family, Thursday, April 14th, 7 p.m., It'll be our Holy Thursday worship and communion service. We are excited about that service. We've never done a Holy Thursday uh, service. I know that many do Good Friday, but we are excited about our Holy Thursday um, service. Uh, normally, uh, there's, you will find, if you look up Holy Thursday, you may find references to what they call Maundy Thursday, Maundy Thursday. The reason we're not having a Maundy Thursday service is because a normal Maundy Thursday, you would actually have foot washing at the service. And since I ain't taught on foot washing yet, because I believe in doing it when I teach, we ain't ready to wash feet because I ain't taught yet. Amen. Some of us are too egotistical to wash feet, so we're not ready. But I can't wait. Oh, oh boy. You, you, talk, you talk about a breakout. You talk about a breakout because don't nothing humble you 
<laughs> Kia said, get them patties. Don't nothing humble you like washing feet. And I can't wait because we're going to do it with families. And it's going to be good. It's going it's to be good because if Jesus can wash the feet of his 12. We laugh. We laugh because Kia said, you know, get your pedicures and all that type of stuff. We laugh at that. But you got to understand that when Jesus washed feet, he was washing the feet of people who wore sandals. That walked behind horses. Wait for it. <laughs> Y'all gonna pull out these freshly manicured pretty toes and everything and like, ooh, it's pretty, yeah. Jesus was wiping dung from in between toes and drying them with the towel wrapped around his waist. Very emblematic of the cincture that I just took off. The reason I, I'm so adamant about my uniform is because every time I stand, I'm washing your feet in the spirit. It's all right. <laughs> it ain't cute. <laughs> Work clothes. <laughs> all right. Bishop Desenet Ganey, come lead us in our giving. Beautiful. 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 She's been, she been getting on me, so I just keep getting her back, y'all. I keep getting her back. She had on white boots last week. She read today. Come on! <laughs> For the blood. For the blood. <laughs> you know how he feels about laughter. A little ha-ha is good for the soul, right? <laughs> That's all right. And I shall be that target. Amen? <laughs> Let us stand, please, with your giving in your hand. This is a time in which we honor and worship God in our giving. We ask that you follow the hospitality to the front. We ask that you come back to your seats so Bishop may dismiss us as a family. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, most gracious God, we thank you for this opportunity to give, Father. We thank you, God, for the opportunity just to allow us, Father, to lay it all on you. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you're going to do, Father. We will continue to build, Father, in every way possible, Father, under your name, our Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you for today. We even thank you for tomorrow, Father. In the mighty, mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Have an awesome week. Come on, put your hands together, everybody. Listen, you've been running and running. For a long time, your time is winding up. Better make up your mind. It's late in the evening. Sun is going down. Better get right, get right. While it may be found, I wanna know where. Who's on the Lord?
Everybody standing to your feet. Whoo. Look at the person next to you. Just say, glad to see you. It's glad to see you. You got to be nice. You're glad to see him? I'm glad to see y'all. Glad to see y'all. Glad to see you. You got to learn to smile at folk. So many folk ain't smiling. Hey, man, I'm grateful for all of you. I pray this word has been a blessing. As we begin to dismiss, just ready our hearts to go out into this world as representatives. Amen? Amen. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above the heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Yes. from falling, to present us faultless before his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power both now and forever. May God bless you. May heaven smile upon you and give you peace. This is my prayer. Amen. Have a wonderful week. God bless you.